0: aside from the obvious there is another connection between two Sean well okay Sean Pertwee is the obvious right This connection between two films this one and another one I know you like I've I've phrased that arseways um <laughs> Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that can't decide whether it's like a piss or a shite, even if Ian has been known to drop his kegs and pinch one off. I am one of your hosts, Sean Ferrick, and joining me, as always, is my lovely Englishman whose first words to me were, I hope I give you the fucking shits, you
1: wimp, it's Ian Whittington. Actually, ironically, my first words were actually, hello you beautiful
0: I know. <laughs> also, everyone, I suppose, uh, profanity warning, bit too late for this, but if you've watched Dog Soldiers, you're well used to this kind of talk right now.
1: Yeah, especially if there's any babies or children that are listening, and I know that one one listener in particular listens with their newborn baby, so yeah, just I, may, I will beep the C-bomb. That's fine. Yeah, but
0: I'm editing, so I won't.
1: Anyway, so how- No, 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 I am. I am. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you did two weeks in a row. That mean that's not something that needs to be talked about right now. Oh, it's totally really,
0: really important. You could have really got away with that one. I had completely forgotten. All right,
1: cool. I absolutely could have done. Sugar. Well, there you go. Welcome to the Englishman and an Irishman go to the admin meeting. (laughs) (laughs) On to the rest of the show. We need
0: to talk about getting new jugs of water for the canteen. And uh, also, yeah. (laughs) we
1: have a we have a canteen yeah i've been waiting
0: for you for lunch for like how long are we doing this podcast now a year nearly a year wait
1: no it's a year in august august is when we started
0: yeah that date keeps changing in my head you're right but for some reason the date keeps changing in my head it's
1: because well this is episode 53 now so 52 would make sense as a year but we've done some we've obviously done some extras halloween how the hell did we do two episodes a week during halloween i can barely do one episode a week that is true That is true Hey we should always we do, do, do these things in advance
0: Night before Night before Ah no it's got yeah, better boom. recently It's got better recently There was, there was a while where it no, was it just has. like it has So Sleep Boom Boom, boom. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: No 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 no, 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 no. Um, We'll cover all of that on the pod Do you have any news for me this week Ian?
1: No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> News team
1: Assemble And um, yes, and this is news like I actually read it after I think it was Tuesday after last week's episode came out and my immediate reaction was motherfucker where did this come from? Escape Plan 2 is going to be in the cinemas next week. And of course by Escape Plan 2 I actually meant Escape Room 2. Um yeah, I was quite tired recording this episode, so you're going to get this additional interlude as an apology. Um, Escape Room 2, it's a film about you if you were stuck in a room. Oh, no, doom! And back to the show. And the reason this stands out to me is because uh, Escape Room obviously set up a sequel. Um, Spoiler alert, insert siren. Um, It ends with them escaping the room and my, one of my criticisms of the movie was that it, for the last 20, 25 minutes, it's about the world outside the room and the conspiracy and that the governments are in on it and that there's shit going down. And I was like, what's your movie here? Is it The Cube or is it The Da Vinci Code? Like, what's what's going on? Well, that was my first are Obviously setting like, up a sequel. So
0: it's Cube with a
1: budget. Yeah, essentially, yeah, but it's not as good as It's better in every way, thank you. But I still don't like it as much, yeah. Um, But yeah, and then I was like, well, I haven't heard anything about pre-production. Most of the, again, spoilers, most of the cast die, so uh, there's not going to be many people in the new film. Um, And then out of nowhere, it's fucking in cinemas! I was like, what? And apparently it was going to be, it was supposed to be released um, in April of 2020, surprise um but the people who made the film decided that it wasn't suitable for streaming um evidently and thanks to joe for sending me this article uh, apparently you need the atmosphere of being in a theater to make you feel like you're trapped in a room which is code for this wasn't quite big enough to make any money on a streaming service um, nobody wanted to buy it and it wasn't expensive enough to say hey pay $30 for hey, gotcha. this thing to watch it in your living room so we may as well hold on to it um, and I can't imagine the budget is very high so having it uh, if you can sit on James Bond for two years I'm sure you can sit on Escape Room for 18 months Yeah. Um, but yeah interesting I will be going to see it I think next week so it will probably be my recommend or record don't watch this uh, the week
0: after. All right. Okay. Well, the
1: thing I watched last week.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay. Cool. Um I have not seen the first one, but I it was all spoiled for me ages ago, so um yeah. It, it's good. It's I've actually, actually heard really it's decent. Good. I really yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh, um I can't remember when or where, but I was I knew there was a sequel, but I think I knew there was a sequel before I knew there was a first one. Like, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, okay. But it makes sense now if you're saying it was meant to come out April of last year. That's probably why you heard nothing about it, is because all of the news would have come out in yeah, 2019.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But interestingly, Escape Room came out in 2019. So they turned this round quicker than like a Saw film. That's... But I'm thinking it must have been early 2019 that I watched it. But yeah, just weird. Weird how a movie can sneak sneak away like that interesting
0: um no not to sound like I don't care about that at all but that sounds a uh, cool story bro uh any uh, recommends <laughs> for <laughs> us
1: to the recommends <laughs> Yeah, I have a quick recommend, and it's not very funny to talk about at all because it's just a damn good movie, and it's No Sudden Move, um, which is Steven Soderbergh's new movie. Again, did gave this a full review treatment on Pop last week, um, along with um, no, no Day Like Tomorrow War of the Worlds through time and nice. space. Um, however, as much as I didn't like Tomorrow War, I loved No Sudden Move. Um, so this is... It's set in the fifties, but it's filmed as if it was made in the seventies. So let that sink okay. in for a sec. <laughs> but it's uh, it's fantastic. It explores like a lot of lot of issues around race and um, underestimating certain races and assuming that they're all stupid. Um, so it deals with that kind of stereotype in a really really clever way. Uh, Don Cheadle is in it, Benicio del Toro, and David Harbour, um, all fantastic. David Harbour, believe it or not, is essentially the comic relief, and the oh no, he he can be quite funny. But yeah, in this he's this the, oh man, he's brilliant in this. He's so good. My, I'm just going to spoil one little scene. Um, he has to go into his place of work and convince his boss to give him a document. His boss won't do it, and. David Harbour in this is so mild-mannered. He's like, look, I'm going to have to hit you. And his boss is like, what? I'm, like, no, I'm gonna. I'm really, really sorry, but I'm going to have to hit you because I have to get this paperwork. And he pins him to the ground and punches him. But it doesn't do like the movie quack. It's just a okay. wet fish slap against the face as if it's just been recorded. And just like... I'm so sorry I'm punching you right now. I really love my job, and I know you're going to fire me, but I'm so, so sorry, but I have to get this paperwork. And he's just giving this man a beating and apologising at the same time. It's, That's it's just funny. little bits. It's such, like, Soderbergh. He just puts films together extremely well. Um, so, yeah, great story. Lots of twists and turns. Lots of, oh, shit, we're going in that direction now. Um, but, yeah, really, really quick premise is um some evil company wants a document these three guys are stuck in the middle of the shenanigans um there is a heist it goes wrong watch the film it's fantastic uh
0: spoiler myself and ian occasionally speak outside of this pod and he has been telling me for a few days now how good this film is so i will definitely give yeah, it a watch. 100 right?
1: i don't know when it's i know it's in it's on hbo max at the minute um, so if you do some VPN shenanigans, you can watch it. But I'm not sure. It will eventually get over onto Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, be it definitely worth a while. No, if it's AP, not if it's HBO, it won't. Um, no, but there's like, got to get to. Is, us I in know some there is an way, HBO though.
0: this side of the pond, isn't there? Uh,
1: maybe there's something in Ireland, but in
0: oh, isn't Sky Atlantic
1: basically HBO? No, you're absolutely right. So now TV, we, well, that's in England yes, it's now TV. It's right. not on there yet. Yeah. So I imagine the international stuff will come in a couple of weeks. So keep an eye on Now TV or yeah, VPN some shit. It's good stuff. Cool. Good All stuff. Right.
0: Works for me. Um I have a retro mend which will feed directly into this film, right? So basically the gold standard of werewolf movies is an American werewolf in London, which I only saw for the first time last year. Still not seen it. And it's I'm I'm not gonna give too much away. I get why it's like it deserves to be a classic. It's very, very funny. Um it's quite gory. Um John Landis who directed it, he also directed Michael Jackson's thriller. So you know the opening section of that the video where exactly um and but what it does is it uses every single trope about werewolves that you can think in of. In a good right? Right? In a good way. In a good way. And I'm retro this one because I think it does all of that really, really well. Now, how that's going to lead into this film is that this film ignores as many tropes as possible about werewolves. And I think this works well as a companion piece, almost. They're totally different and yet they're both very much, I would. I'm gonna say giants, else. but yeah. yeah, in the in the like genre yeah. of film, not just horror, but specifically werewolf. So, okay, but watching American Werewolf in London, it an American Werewolf. I will in watch London. it. I'm gonna watch
1: your film. You watch. I don't my... want to watch your film. Your film sounds shit. You're gonna watch, um, it. You watch <laughs> it. But did you like this film? I did, mate. I did like this film. Um, I think it does do some of the tropes. It says it doesn't. But then it does. <laughs> it does, like especially. It does at the do end.
0: some. Um, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So um, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know that this was a werewolf film. I went into this completely blind. Oh yeah, I told Ian not to even watch yeah. the trailer for two Nothing. reasons.
0: One is I didn't want specifically to spoil the fact that Sean Pertwee is in this film, and I know you love I him. So funny. And two is that the trailers suck for this film. Whoever did the marketing slaps
1: slaps on the face my friend um i i mean i I, uh, shoestring budget two million uh two and a half million pound um so it's yeah i can't imagine this had the biggest marketing budget and it's also a film that came out in 2004 but looks like it came out in 1991 I know which, Was it four or two? I uh, might it might be two. I may have got that wrong. It's early noughts, but it looks like early well, 90s. Well, you're right. It's... It has the production quality of a Sylvester McCoy Doctor Who episode. Um, oh, it, it really does. It. Although,
0: although I love the look of the werewolf. Agreed. I will understand if people hate him, no, no, but I, I agree.
1: It. I think the, the fact that they're. Right, let's do werewolf design in a minute. I really, really like cool. this film. It is a. It's a top tier B movie. So it's not not yes. Hollywood. It's not um, American Werewolf in London. It's not Twilight, thank fuck. Yeah, but it's It's something that we do in England really, really well, which is fuck it off into the, the Welsh mountains or the Scottish highlands and stick a bunch of people with um, regional accents in it, a couple of posh people to take the piss out of, that would be me in that film um and just you you don't get you don't get banter like that in pretty much any other genre of film and even though this is essentially a slasher and everyone dies almost i know exactly each person that died because there is we've taken some time to get to know them but it hasn't been in an obvious oh i need you to love this person so that i can kill them kind of way um, so I actually think it tells a really really good story really entertainingly production quality not fantastic I think they've spent the money in the right places but it's yeah I overall I really surprisingly liked this All right. um I, I love that as
0: well this thing that we do really well in England so this film was filmed in Luxembourg and the bad guy's Irish oh but, well uh, I mean <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm winding I'm you up I'm winding you up looks, because I know exactly yeah, what you mean by that it looks Scottish yeah. as fuck
1: and it it feels yeah. more English than Billy Elliot like this is such a yes yeah, does. such a northern film
0: uh, yeah actually even that and, it, and it's funny as well just not skipping ahead but Spoon Darren Morford who was in obviously Doomsday as well this is his debut Oh, it's an interesting film and he has just got the strongest accent. I Yeah, so good.
1: Unapologetic. It's like um, uh, an international uh. audience won't understand a lot of this. In fact, the woman from the south of the country doesn't understand some of the words that this northerner is saying. Um, and has to have them explained. But uh yeah, no, it's it's still it is what it is. It loves itself. I think it's great. Um it's
0: like it's so it's it's uh hang on. it's Neil Marshall and Keith Bell so they're the writing mm-hmm. producing team right it's the first film uh, they had worked on uh tight just gonna have the note here they met on a low budget film um that and then they this. both said <laughs> that it wasn't this I don't know like they I don't think they were writing directing that one I think it was like yeah oh well we are working on this film and by all accounts are just like it's shit. Let's make a good film. Yeah, 100%. Film, and they it made, agreed on it that.
1: Absolutely. Look, somebody paid for this film. Like, somebody put some money into it. Like, there's helicopters and shit. Like, the helicopter doesn't get blown up, Fine. fine. Well, lots of people. Yeah. Lots of people put money in, because it took six years to get the budget Holy together. For it. Shirt balls. That's why it feels like it was filmed in the mid-90s. Well, <laughs>
0: but, but exactly, because it was it was written in 1996. Now, I know writing and film is yeah. obviously very different, but... Um, but I imagine the, the camera yeah. equipment
1: was the first thing that they rented. and <laughs> just had to keep renting it until they got the rest of the money. And they never gave it yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, oh, that was one thing. Just before we came onto this, I was doing a bit of reading, and because uh, I have an old copy of this, and apparently they did a beautiful 4K restoration. Well, that's not the copy I no have. The fucking shit. Um, like the the, the, the opening,
1: come. I mean, God bless him, um, Neil, new Neil, Neil What Neil Marshall? Neil Marshall. Yeah, the director. Neil Marshall edited yeah. this as well, and I think he forgot to rewatch the opening three minutes because the audio doesn't line up with the the mouths of. So your your punk Scotsman from Doomsday um, is camping with his partner, girlfriend, whatever, and oh no way, I didn't. Yeah, know. No, that it's actually, him. Hand in. on heart, it's oh, ah yeah, brilliant, absolutely him. Six years earlier. Um, so obviously they have a connection. He doesn't have a bigger part in this. It's just, it's, it's obviously a smaller <laughs> part, but he must have made an impact.
0: Spoiler: the first people who are tent, who are but tenting in a forest at night in a werewolf movie they, don't they survive. Don't very. Long. I'm really sorry. Yeah, they don't make
1: it through the opening credits, let alone the fucking night. Um, so, but the, yeah, the, the words for the first two minutes, the words don't match up, and it's just like, ah, oh, come on. So I, I reset everything. I thought it was Amazon sometimes throws you out of sync, and I thought that was the problem. But um, but yeah, bless him, he, he edited the film, and he's done a pretty, you know what? No, he's done a fantastic job. Editing is fucking hard, but something went wrong with the audio mix in the beginning of it. I was like, I really hope this isn't all the way through because I can't do this. Well, definitely, it, I mean.
0: Uh, funny enough now I did not pick up on that now I blame that more on myself than anything else more of a little bit of alcohol had when I was watching (laughs) this film again that explains the Uh, text
1: along I was already in bed and I just woke up to a barrage of messages about this film
0: listen I told you day one of meeting me that being my friend comes with certain expectations and those expectations are you will have to put up with text alongs from me. Well, you got it for Doomsday, yeah. you got it for Dog Soldiers and you're
1: getting it for The Descent. Yes, 100%. And I occasionally get it for Star Trek 3, Star Trek 7, like whatever's <laughs> going on at the minute. But the yeah, great exactly. thing is, like, I don't feel bad that I can't reply because this does not deter Sean. I will still wake up to 27 minutes of, well, yeah. That, I'm going to stick with that. 27 minutes of messages works for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like that. beginning, middle of the, holy fuck. This person's in this. Why isn't this person in this in more things? I love that person. Holy fuck! Someone died. <laughs> yep. There's a Scroll. lot of
0: block capital messages. Yes. Yeah. Ian,
1: are you reading this?
0: I know you're asleep. What? It's the four fucking AM. fuck? Exactly. Whereas if I if I text in block capitals, I'm shouting and we'll wake him
1: up. Yes, hundred It might happen. Yeah, it um, might happen.
0: Uh, listen, it's not my fault that you follow a human sleeping pattern.
1: I, I'm rapidly not. I'm. I'm rapidly falling into a fall sleep at Two a.m. and I wake up. At <laughs> you're a
0: writer now. Goodbye, daylight hours.
1: <laughs> especially, um, especially like writing for an American company as well. Like, hey, Ian, you know, you're awake. Are you awake to look at this edit? It's two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of guess course I am. I am. <laughs> oh it's um, great Sean, give us the synopsis of the film which we oh, are it's off the film. fucking now. what are we now we are but we're 21... only 10 minutes in because because
0: you right, ten minutes minutes on that news and for sh- a while yeah fuck you uh, ten,
1: <laughs> 10 minutes of um yeah we haven't right. synopsized it
0: so a uh, very unwise couple in fact not only do they camp out in the woods at night they actually speak to each other about people going missing in these woods at night shockingly they disappear moments later. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have uh, Kevin McKids Cooper, who is our main protagonist, is going through some uh, Black Ops training with Liam
1: Cunningham, who I think is fantastic in this. You, it, um, it was a bit annoying because he's so much younger, obviously, than how he is in Game of Thrones. And I mm. could not fucking place him until the last like few minutes could be, could be the of lack his of beard. being alive. Well, 100%. It's the lack of beard. It's yeah. the the hair is totally different. He's a different character. He's the polar opposite to who he is in Game of Thrones, I could not place him. But he's yeah, great. He's so good.
0: Whereas I just uh, sniffed the Dublin off him, so I knew. <laughs> it was very well. um, now he immediately marks himself for death by shooting a dog. Oh, so it's, it's like, gonna happen. You, like, there's no question. Like, yeah, don't be expecting long, heartfelt. Moments with Liam Cunningham's yeah. character. If you want to, um,
1: if you want to instantly um, redeem a movie, it's kill the person that killed the dog. Even though you you decided that you decided to kill that dog, not the character. So it's a bit cheap. I don't really like which, it. Uh,
0: well, of course not. Which is why the website "Does the Dog Die?" exists. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, absolutely. But then, so then, the third film in this film starts just after this scene, which <laughs> is uh, Cooper. Wells, who's played by the amazing Sean Pertwee, and the rest of their soldiers. Section. uh, Section, thank you. Although, the film Uh,
1: describes it as a squad, but it isn't. In the British Army, it is a section, not a squad.
0: Oh, there are plenty of issues like that, which we will (laughs) discuss in this script. There are quite a few. Somebody read the IMDb! (laughs) Yay! Um, And also, sorry, in advance, somebody also read the Den of Geek article completely describing this film and its process. So thank you very much to Den of Geek ahead of time.
1: Nice. Um, Thank you to uh, Wikipedia Wikipedia and IMDB
0: for my knowledge. 100%. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anyway, uh, squad goes up to the Highlands. They're supposed to be there on a training uh, mission. Training mission rapidly becomes a real mission. Uh, Meet Megan, go to house, less soldiers. Boom. Werewolves. England, beat Germany.
1: <laughs> double cross at some point. Actually, there's two double crosses.
0: I don't know. Um, yeah. So um, this is not a film that, and I, I, I mean this as a, it, it doesn't waste its time with plot. It's not about the plot. Do you know what I mean? It's about the characters.
1: 100%. Yeah. It does spend a lot of time character building. Um, yeah. It doesn't spend a lot of time on. Uh, where did the werewolves come from? Yeah.
0: I like, there's no. I love. I. A spoiler not spoiler I love that about this film Yeah, there's it doesn't do so this is sorry these were the tropes I, f- I was saying it avoids it um, does which yeah. is it doesn't do the I am a doomed individual I am a monster it's like now these werewolves they're, they're, it's kind of shown that they kind of like what they do
1: yeah um, they're not fighting against it like she's yeah, no. yeah Megan so spoiler Megan is a werewolf and she is queen bitch of werewolves apparently but she well huh
0: she does call it you're right in that she does call herself that but i have a point about that because i had to go and check this because her transformation to me made no sense i was like
1: no hang because... on
0: it's about 2 in the morning yeah
1: like i was just i i assumed that it had to be in direct moonlight so you could choose to not be a werewolf if you're not exposed to moonlight
0: so which is why she's
1: chosen to be inside with them
0: Valid theory, but nope, so fine. Neil Marshall, when he was writing this, he went, "Okay, so what do we know about werewolves? Full moon, grant That was always going to be a thing. <laughs> they're
1: fucking fictional. So... <laughs> <laughs> what do we know? Whatever you want, Neil Marshall, is Where... what your werewolves are.
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I no. I wouldn't love to believe they're real, but no, they're I absolutely based wouldn't. on something, and they're not. Yeah. Uh, um. You live a mundane and sad little life. I live in the real world. Anyway. Oh wow, that was quite mean. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Don't badmouth my werewolves. Um, so he was saying, full moon, is got. that's got to be a thing. But is it direct moonlight? Is it, you know, as soon as the moon comes, Is it Just the night's outside? Yeah. Yeah. So he said that his thinking going into this was, on the night of the full moon, you will turn into a werewolf. Now, whether that's an hour, two hours, whatever, you won't be able to stop the transformation. The most you can do is delay it. How? Just by force of oh, will.
1: this is this is the taking a shit, but you don't have to drop your cacks and pinch
0: one off. That's what that conversation exactly 100 about. Right, got, yeah. you, got you, got you, got yeah.
1: But then, why does she so, choose to do it?
0: If she's because she legitimately is looking for a way out. Right. So yeah. So I don't love her revelation. As a werewolf, because no. it sort of goes against. Well, there is no escape, but it's, it's it's basically she was this idealistic, you know. Well, not idealistic, but you know what I mean. I will go be one with nature. Yeah, uh, photographer. She goes up to the Literally Highlands. Got bit. Balls. She gets. You know. She yeah. gets turned into a werewolf. Um, and it's she doesn't love
1: being a werewolf, quite frankly. Um. <gasps> Megan is Catherine Sinclair in Doomsday She's Eden's mother
0: Eden's mum, yeah, she's only in the opening scene Continue, I
1: apologise Blew my mind Quite
0: quite alright Much like that soldier tried to blow her child's eye out
1: Indeed Um,
0: Quite Um, Yeah, so so that's it, basically She went up to be nature photographer Met some werewolves, became a werewolf And was like, oh, oh no Suppose this is me now yeah which is why she comes along then at the exact last moment where she knows full well being a werewolf she knows full yeah. well that those soldiers are there and she's like maybe you can help me change my situation she then rapidly learns oh so is okay the, yeah
1: yeah so is the point that she knows that they've all failed so now i need yeah. to side back with the werewolves if i have a chance of not ending up dead as well basically yeah i don't think
0: i don't think she was ever in danger the way they were in danger.
1: No, uh, she was just going to tag along on their coattails sh- if they were to be successful. Okay, cool, interesting. Yeah. I can I actually uh, missed that entire subplot thing. I yeah.
0: I only kind of got like the first. The first time I saw it, I just kind of went, "Oh, she was playing with them the whole time." Um, this time, I got like apparently no. There was a bit of hope initially, mm-hmm. but I think pretty much as soon as.
1: The first person dies. Yeah,
0: kind of. Or it could have been... No, I'm, I'm... I'll be honest with you. I don't know exactly when in the film, but there's There's a turn yeah. where... before she turns werewolfy. Because I thought, this time around, um, there's a moment where she's scratched by a werewolf, and I thought, oh, that's it. That's when she gets infected. There's a scratch on her cheek.
1: Right, got it. Because... She seems to obsess about being... When she puts her hand on the window pane and gets stabbed by the glass, she obsesses about that a lot. Is that because of the healing factor? So she's worried she's going to get found out.
0: That was sequel bait. Neil Marshall said they wrote that scene in and it was going to be to do with werewolf DNA and everything. Right. So I read
1: that and immediately forgot it, actually. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I
0: did, and fair it's not like it's clear in the film. Like, no. and also the fact that like you said as well this film looks like it was made for 20 quid in a packet of crisps like yeah. you're not going to assume there's going to be a sequel to this it's just like I'm not saying you should telegraph it but maybe give us slightly more than that yeah
1: and don't count your chickens <laughs> before they've been hatched into sequel werewolves yeah, yeah. I, I do want to talk about the story behind the the abandoned sequel but yeah we'll, we'll do that at mm. the end but yes, yeah, interesting very interesting story talk to me about Sean Pertwee Ah, oh, Sean, oh, so Sean Pertwee, Oh so good. Um, he's outstanding. I whenever I see Sean Pertwee in something, I always, always want more. So he's in Luther as um I think, forgive me if I'm wrong, I think he plays a paedophile or a sex offender of some description. And he wow, okay. is like battered, haggard. I barely recognised that it was him. Um and he's only in it for like half, oh, not even, 10 minutes. And I was like, God, flip it. Um, Doomsday, he's barely in it at all. Um, Gotham, he's in it, but not. He's Alfred. Isn't he's it? Alfred. Yeah. And then they announced a Pennyworth um, series. And I was like, yes, it's uh, not Sean Pertwee. Fuck's sake. I'm not going to watch it. This film delivers on the Sean Pertwee. Like he is in this movie. He's in it. He's in yeah. it from start to finish. He does some shit and he has some speeches. This man can act. Why is he not in more things? I know, right? Why? I was thinking, not not a word against
0: Kevin McKidd, I mean it, but Kevin McKidd is billed as the lead. Sean Pertwee steals it. I I think so. And again, as I say, Cooper's very good in this. He does exactly what he's... He's the kind of gruff, doesn't talk as much, yet he is... uh, you wouldn't call him the heart. The fact that he doesn't shoot the dog, I guess he's the heart. He's of the film. protagonist, isn't he? He's yeah.
1: the the man that's going to survive. He's your Rambo, um. But he's also a bit wooden. Like there is not a lot of depth to that performance for me. It's pretty, pretty standard, pretty wooden. Pertwee absolutely throws the kitchen sink quite literally at this performance. Like it's fucking brilliant. Like the man is literally with no with no sense of this is fucking weird is folding his own intestines back inside himself and I, l- I love a like my guts are out go <laughs> <laughs> like, put them back in, then. Put them back in. Oh, they're not gonna go back in what do you what do you mean put them back in
0: I know I was, uh, one of our uh, one of our lovely listeners was commenting on Twitter going you know oh my god like you know the guts won't go back in I was just like
1: well they fit in to begin with so you know <laughs> Well, just literally, like, the hole that they slipped out of, just prod them back in, just fuck me. Back.
0: Just really quickly, sorry. Apparently, so this is an incredibly gory, gruesome film, right? Agreed. So those, is, in, yes. those intestines were sausages. Yeah. Those sausages were not fresh, and oh, apparently it was oh. horrible yeah, no, I filming that scene.
1: Oh, I bet it was hideous, because that goes on for some time. Like, the guts are it there for d- a while. Um. <sighs> I was so ready with my um I'm gonna pull apart this film. I can't believe that they glued him back together and then he's walking like a good and I was like, ugh, healing factor, he's a werewolf. Like that saved it for me. Like that's really, really oh, right, clever. Because okay. in some movies I would have been I wouldn't have been too surprised that the hero survives, walks away, and is able to do some acrobatics. Let's gotcha. just pretend that glue worked. But here it makes sense, and they, they, he acknowledges, "Yeah, there's a reason I'm feeling good, and I really shouldn't be feeling good, should I?"
0: I love that, like the the, the uh, self-aware. Sorry, the characters are self-aware of their fate, as opposed to the film being yes. self-aware. Um, and, and that's what, it's done so well. It's so
1: it's one of the things that so many modern films do at the minute, and Tomorrow Flipping War does this as well. Um, actually, no, no, Tomorrow War doesn't. Never mind, but it's the secret that the audience knows, but the film thinks for some reason the audience doesn't know, so it holds on to it until the very, very end, and then does a massive reveal, which is just disappointing because everybody guessed it in the first five minutes. That doesn't really happen in this film. Everyone is kind of, "Yep, werewolves. He's a werewolf. I'm a werewolf. This isn't going to end well."
0: Hmm. Hmm. Um. And like. What I had forgotten, because I saw this film way, way back when, and then mm. on Tuesday. So what I had forgotten is that it shows us uh, Liam Cunningham basically being killed about 10 minutes into the film. And I was like, I mean, I know he comes back. So because it does that where it's from the werewolf's point of view. and Blood then it's splatter. A... Yeah, exactly. I was like, I've completely forgotten this. Yeah. Um, and then he is discovered with various pieces of the rest of his team um, by the squad. I really want to highlight that campfire scene. That is so good. Yeah, uh, Sean Pertwee tells the story of himself and his body in Kuwait.
1: Yeah, he has Picard speeches in this. Um, yeah, the way he delivers good them. Good description. Yeah, he just like he he just encapsulates everyone that's around him. Uh, so so good. Um, ah, oh, he does. He just
0: he owns every. But in fairness to the other characters, sorry, you said this as well. In fairness to the characters, like every character is a character, even the ones who only have maybe a couple of
1: minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and they've all got a quirk. Like the one that's really, really into football, or the one that lost his yeah. watch. Um, it's really clever writing. Like even the guy that eats too much stew and vomits. I now know that that's Terry because he's Terry the vomiter. So it, it really clever ways that, that allow you to orient yourself to who is who and why is it important that this skinhead has just been killed as opposed to that skinhead. Because um, they all look the different. There's no diversity in this film at all. Um, they oh, all yeah, no, look true. the same, which is probably racist in itself. But they, they all look very similar. They're all crew cut soldiers. Yeah. So it can be hard to orient who's dead and who's alive.
0: That's it. I, now I found myself while I was watching it, I did struggle a little bit with names, but again, because of how they spoke, how they were written, I was like, oh yeah, that's such and such, that's such yeah. and such. Um, There's a lot of references to sci-fi and horror franchises and mm. history in this. Some are obvious. Um, H.G. Wells. Yeah. Um, and one I totally missed because I, I heard Bruce being said a lot, but he's Bruce Campbell, who was the lead in The Evil Dead.
1: Yes, of course. Yes, that makes uh, sense.
0: Um, And then Siege House in the Middle of Nowhere, Evil Dead. Nice. Um, <laughs> There's werewolves in this, werewolf films, you know, things like
1: that. <laughs> I that, That's one of the things I love about this low-budget kind of British movie. It's like Shaun of the Dead does that as well. It's the way it's it's kind of like made in your back garden, and you want to nod to everything that's influenced you, without because if you when you get bigger and you become you become successful, that then shifts to ripping off as opposed yeah. to paying homage to. So you can get away with paying homage when you're doing uh, this low budget stuff.
0: You've reminded me of something that's going to be a terrible story because I can't remember what it is, but I remember <laughs> watching an interview with a director just going, "Oh yeah, no, like we." We ripped that off. I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now. We ripped that off. Just, yeah. But it was like this really tiny budget film that got away with it because it's a really tiny budget film.
1: Yeah, and it's almost flattering, isn't it? As opposed to when the Fast and the Furious does it, it's like, no, 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 give me some money because you've made money from that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I could talk about Sean Pertwee in this film the entire day. Like when he's in the the bed and they've glued it. They're trying to glue his intestines back together, and he's just like punch me <laughs> like just knock me out and he punches him it was like no you pussy Punch me harder What well, well, that didn't do it
0: <laughs> did you did you see the the note about that
1: no i didn't i missed that S- did he actually so, get knocked out so
0: he right he didn't get knocked out so neil marshall says um this film as i say planned for six years script in place had all these plans cast everyone, day one, he was like, oh, forget those plans. Okay, we're going. We're not going to improvise the script, but I'm going to allow people to kind of play. And that play really and comes away. across in a and lot of the conversations. Works. Yes. Uh, uh, so the bedroom scene. So yeah, so they're upstairs. Sean Pertwee's guts are hanging out. They're sitting there with the super glue. And Sean Pertwee says to Neil Marshall, it's like, now I know this is always a no-go, but my character is supposed to be high on morphine and drinking whiskey
1: absolutely smashed
0: can I get drunk to do the scene and Neil Marshall's like cause it's you basically oh
1: that's so he's actually smashed so
0: he's actually um, I did wonder because there's a bit of like oh how drunk was he I choose to interpret that as he was hammered
1: yeah so Um, I that totally makes sense because I was like this is a really good drunk performance like he's not overdoing it he's he really seems sloshed and he was that's great um, and he suffered He suffered for his art Oh
0: that's because, amazing Because you know When he goes back up And says Hit me you pussy Yeah Kevin McKay broke his nose <laughs> So apparently he just, kind of, he just kind of Clipped him Right And uh, Neil Marshall Sitting there And he, he describes it as Where Who Did someone have a blood bag In there why is there blood On the wall
1: Oh, oh that's Sean's blood That's real blood <laughs>
0: I was just... And apparently, Sean Burdway is just like, yeah, yeah. Because he... Um, actually, to further how wonderful as a person he is, he loves this film. He's like, yeah, let's bring on the sequels. Like, to this... like uh, The oh, Denny Geek article, I think, is only as old as last year. And he's saying how much he enjoyed this film. And also... Because he he's given something fr-
1: to do. Well, like, the man's too, allowed to like, do
0: something. And as you said, he's brilliant. Yeah. He is, when you let... Like, look, look how good he is. But he was saying... Um, he was like, at the time he was definitely the biggest name in the film yeah. and he had been basically agreed about a year maybe two years previously yeah I'll be in it and he says drop my name if it's worth anything drop my name say I'm in it say I'm attached to it if that helps yeah. you get funding if that helps you get whatever it is yeah which is like oh fair play and then waited two <laughs> years and then got a phone call saying we're filming next week Oh. Awesome. like okie dokie okie dokie let's uh, do it Sorry, I could. You were saying you could talk about Sean Pertwee for the entire pod. I could just sit here and love on Sean Pertwee for the yeah, entire pod. Yeah,
1: he's just. I'm. I'm looking at his filmography now, and it's just. It's a bunch of nothing. And to be fair to him, like he has stuff coming out every single year. He's. He's got a film that came out last year. Um, sorry, TV. TV show and a film that came out last year. So he's earning money. He's doing all right, but just never the big stuff. And maybe. That's not what he wants. Maybe he doesn't want to be top tier. Maybe that's just not the life he wants. Because there's a lot to be said for doing CB movies and living out of the public eye.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do you know... Okay, so another trivia thing here, which I know you will like. Um, so, aside from the obvious, there is another connection between... To Sean, well, okay, Sean Pertwee is the obvious, right? This connection between two films, this one and another one. I know you like. I've I've phrased that arseways. Um, <laughs> there's a film I know you love. That is the reason Sean Pertwee is in this film.
1: Event Horizon.
0: It is. Jason Isaacs gave him the script.
1: Oh, fucking brilliant! Love it. Uh-huh. The only reason I jumped to Event Horizon is because I, I. Was just going through Sean Pertwee. Yeah, it's like Sean Pertwee films that I, that you know, I like. I was like, yeah, Event Horizon. Yeah. yeah. Also, oh, that's he plays awesome. the
0: Cube in Cube. No. Uh...
1: <laughs> 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 oh my god! I just when I thought I couldn't love that film anymore, he plays the Cube. Just the 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 sound of the rooms moving is him just going. <clears throat>
0: His living room, like it's just
1: yeah. well, <laughs> well, fuck it. someone's uh, got to use this massive fucking torture cube. It ain't gonna be me, <laughs> so oh, oh, yeah. Um, what was I going? Oh, to where say? are we going? The, the should we do the plot of the film roughly? Um, we hey, I did the plot like 10 minutes ago. Did you? You did a synopsis. There's a bit more to the plot, is there? Um, I, no, <laughs> like, maybe not. No, um, <laughs> okay. so. They think that they're on a uh, a practice mission against some um, black ops team, but they find another team which has actually been slaughtered and mutilated and that's where they get um, coming up. As they're escaping, they bump into Megan who takes them back to a house and then the movie is basically defend the house. It's a cabin in the woods, but with werewolves and in Belgium slash Scotland. Um, and yeah, you know, so there's this immediate distrust of uh Captain Ryan. Ryan, who obviously has a history with our man Cooper. So he kind of wants to know why are you in the woods? But won't you won't share, you won't tell him. And um, does it work for you? Does the the mystery work? Hmm. What's going on here? Why is he doing it?
0: What I, I remember on first watch, I thought that was well, they're the ones they're training against. That was my first thing. Oh, that's what I, I thought. They'd... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just
1: didn't know which special ops team it was
0: exactly i don't know like sending a special ops team to capture one werewolf do i believe if this was a real thing would it happen oh god yeah absolutely Mm. um it's all a bit coincidental though isn't it is that the one black ops team in all of britain
1: yeah really but isn't the idea to capture them and then create more and they just they underestimated how deadly they were
0: I wonder, well, I mean, sorry, yes, they absolutely did. I wonder, actually, kind of going back on what I just said about it oh, being quite the coincidence, the fact that Coop fails to impress Ryan during, you know, the recruitment drive or whatever, I wonder is that why his team is selected as bait? So yeah, our guys are yeah. bait.
1: Yeah, it's it's very coincidental that, yeah, so that they eventually find out that, yeah, they are, this was never a training mission. This was to draw out the werewolves. And um, yeah, it's a bit of a coincidence that, um, yeah, Cooper is on the team. But, I choose yeah. to believe. I, now, I, to don't,
0: link. I don't know if that's true. I choose to believe that not Ryan signed your man up because he didn't like him. It's like, Grant, well, we'll let him get it.
1: And then. Yeah, possibly. Uh, but some sort of second twisted thing.
0: So our guys,
1: um, the protagonists, they're the crew of yes. the Stromo. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Like they were like, no, crew expendable. Um percent. Yeah. Like so. And that is like that is it. Apparently they were saying, no, 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 aliens, predator. Yeah, we had yeah. all of these in our mind when we were writing this film.
1: And it's 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 a great concept. It does the I think the the action and the the pacing is really, really, really good. I love a good siege movie because you're always waiting yeah. for the next attack, barricading the house. Um they go through ammo like they have a lot of it. And yet they keep yeah. reminding us how little they have.
0: That is that is an issue. It's like it's the magically re- it's the the Voyager's photon torpedoes. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: we like have eighty five torpedoes and no way of replenishing them. Well, you sure went through a lot of them, didn't you?
0: We're seven seasons in now. <laughs> like, hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm. So that is that that is an issue. Uh, maybe yeah. someone has sat there and counted every round, but I
1: I guarantee somebody has. Um, Actually, yeah, not, in fairness. I hey, apologize if you had. Yes. Um, um, well, let's do the werewolves. So the werewolf design is fantastic. Um, I really like it. Really, really good. So you probably, well, I'm sure you know this, but um, Neil Marshall cast dancers instead of stunt people to to play the werewolves, but to give them the grace and the movement, which is such a cool
0: idea. It's so good. And- I'm laughing, right, because, so this is for the benefit of the listeners who can't see the Zoom call right now, but... I don't know if Ian was aware of what he just did, because did he was sitting there as he says to me. I'm sure you know this. He was scratching his face, and it was just his middle finger was just oh, was, it really? there. Was, was just like <laughs> I'm sure you know this. Like I'm sorry if I did my homework. Sorry, in mate. Fairness, it's the first time I've done my homework in weeks, so.
1: <laughs> um, no, that was not my intention. I've actually got a web page over my face, so I don't actually know. I thought I was doing something quite flamboyant with my hand when I said dancer, and I thought you were going to call me out on being camper than, than oh, I should next. be. That's next, yeah, camper yeah, than Chris. That's the next yeah. thing. Thank you. Um, so yeah, then it shows in the design because they are quite skinny, like they're very very tall, they're very, very almost yeah spindly legs, broad shoulders. Um, now I didn't think we were going to get a good look at them because the first half of the film very much does the quick shot fly away. Don't be on it for more than two seconds because you'll see it's made of paper mache. But the back half of the film, you get some good glory shots. Like it is, it's not afraid to show the werewolves. Which I really like. Like they're... Yeah, I love it. They're a lovely design. I think we, they're...
0: Are they my foot. I'm gonna put a pin in whether or not they're my favourite werewolf design, but they're certainly a fantastic werewolf design.
1: I in... think they are 100% my favourite because I don't have a lot that I've seen.
0: No, fair play. <laughs> like there's, of... but they're 100% practical, and I love that because CGI werewolves
1: look crap. Twilight, I'm looking at you. 100%, totally agree. They just but the and the reason they look crap, and the reason we spot them a mile off is because they look like wolves. And that sounds stupid. No, it does. no, I our- get it.
0: Like, they're supposed to be hybrids, you know? Look exactly. Like
1: yeah, and it's because our our there's an uncanny valley because our brains are programmed to recognize things that we recognize. And dogs at this point, we are born to recognize dogs as servants. So when you try and CGI it, it's like trying to CGI a human face. I know that CGI because I know what a dog slash wolf should look like. Um, an alien, you can get away with it more because well, I have no frame of reference. Um, but that's why practical effects for this are fantastic. And I don't know how they did it. Like the with saliva difficulty. on the jaw, like they—I can see where they spent. That's what I meant by this is where they spent the money. Yep. They did it on the werewolves. I can imagine a million pounds of the budget went on went on that. Um, I sorry, I was gonna um, I actually... oh, yeah. do you have the tooth and claw one? Yeah, I. Do somewhere, but I haven't. Damn it! No, I ha- it's in the. I think it's in the loft. I haven't got a Tooth and Claw werewolf, so we'll just edit that one out. That's great. But just it on that point. But they look very similar. They do. And do you know
0: what I, do you know what I will say is that even though it's BBC budget CGI, I actually love the design of the Doctor Who Tooth and Claw one.
1: Agreed. Well, that's exactly why I was going to pull it up because they look very similar and I really, really like that design. So one of the like
0: you were saying about how they did that and everything with great difficulty and and also with a bit of feckin cleverness and sleight of hand. So you're right, obviously, that there's only a couple of shots where you get the werewolf in full shot. I think in the bedroom upstairs is probably the best shot we get. Of it is the yes. full body werewolf. Obviously, you get some shots later on, but um, they're not as clear, uh, and they're proper scary. Like these, these werewolves, yeah. do they're like, I don't ever want to
1: meet you down an alleyway. No, um, you're about nine foot tall. The only yeah. thing that isn't scary about them is that the one that's in the bedroom takes ninety minutes to do anything. So, there is a bit man, of that. Yeah, Yvan Cooper is like. Grabbing for a gun and getting pulled out the window for about 90 seconds, while there is another werewolf in the room, apparently just wandering around and reading a book and staring at Sean Pertwee intimidatingly. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, no, because he'd still, I was going to, like, maybe I can defend it by saying bit like the alien of, I, I can tell you're infected, so I won't. But no, like, why did he sit there and just watch Coop? run around. I'm so, uh, Coop. Yeah, I am I realise exactly. Coop is from Interstellar. I just got so used to the to saying Coop instead Coop, of Cooper. brilliant. All uh, Coopers are now Coop. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, it was the, you're right, They dancers on stilts, which is how they got so high, but apparently that led to
1: so many, much many laughing. On No, so much oh, okay. laughter because
0: <laughs> um, there's a couple of different quotes on it. I think Kevin McKidd was just like, oh, those yeah, we they came out of the forest and we just started laughing because <laughs> the, they, they got the dancers because they'll know movement, they'll be able to do it, but none yeah. of these dancers were trained to go on stilts.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's an easy solution to this, isn't there, uh, really?
0: So, well, on <laughs> right, so we'll come to that now in a second, right? So, again, the very lovely Sean Pertwee, who is lovely, was saying... Um, Nope, those poor guys, they were in heavy makeup. Total respect, total respect. Because like, th- I think the question was, so how ridiculous did these things look in real life? And he was like, they, <laughs> they worked very, very hard. Um, yeah. So the way they got around that, when it got to the siege kind of warfare, um, and like, like you said as well, you know that you don't get an awful lot of full body shots, so they just cut mm. the legs off. And then it was just the dancers in the upper body and they um. were able to move a bit better.
1: Uh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because uh, it's very rare that you see them on stilts.
0: Because you don't it's need to you for see a lot the of as well.
1: No, it's true. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, I think yeah, I they're th-
1: intimidating as fuck. They
0: really are. Like I, I would not like to be in that bedroom with that world. Thank
1: you. And that's saying a lot because I'd quite like to be in a bedroom with Sean Pertwee.
0: Went in a different direction than I was thinking. Okay, Wait. so. <laughs> 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 Wait a
1: minute.
0: Um. What do you think of Megan?
1: Um very it was now that I'm now that I'm thinking back on it it's extremely telegraphed because she is she has all of the knowledge she has all of the cards it's very coincidental that she's there but i like that every coincidence in this film is acknowledged by the film and pretty much dealt with as part of the plot so i do i like that but She's so sombre and the slow playing of the piano and oh, yeah. longing distance to Cooper, uh, longing stare across the distance to Cooper was, ah, uh, something's going on here. There's something we need to know. And then you're, you're right. The sudden reveal. And then I give up. So I'm going to be a werewolf now. Yeah. D- something about that. I'm not saying I wanted a romance and I wanted the kiss at the end of the hero, but I think it was... Oh, I don't know. I think it may have been a layer that we just didn't need.
0: Or maybe even, like, right, if she's were werewolf, Grant, uh, maybe have us... And maybe it always was the intention of she's infiltrating the group, and always was. And if that's the case, mm. Grant, then what was the point of the siege? So That's why I don't think she was infiltrating the group. I think she no, she was wasn't. trying to escape.
1: I think she was 100% on the fence, and I'm going to wait until I know which way this battle is going before yeah. I put my cards in. I think what I would have preferred is... And I'm just... Uh, it would have been a bit cheesy, but her teaming up with Sean Pertwee, so her agreeing to, oh, okay, okay yeah. you're not going to win this, but damn it, I'll help some of you escape because I'm sick of this shit, mm. turns into a werewolf, does some fighting, enough time for Sean Pertwee to put the Home Alone contraption together um, before he transforms.
0: Did you see, right, so... Because uh, we both looked at the IMDB trivia. So there's apparently in the IMDB trivia, it says that one of the werewolves at the end has the injury. Like she is shot in the head by Sean Pertwee, right? As, But apparently yes. her werewolf form is then running around the place afterwards. I was looking because I read the trivia first. So I was looking for I didn't see it.
1: Did you? No, I didn't even. That's right at the end. There's not a lot of werewolves left. Yeah. So I didn't. No, I didn't see that. Um, while we're on the topic of shooting people in the head though, yeah, I know The Last Werewolf got stabbed with Silver, but that's does that suddenly mean that the headshot is going to kill it? Because why not just go for the headshot?
0: I didn't, I, I just from reading, oh, Silver weakens it. I've never read that in, maybe, I'm sorry, maybe this the is movie a really tell ob- us that. obvious thing from lore. Yeah. I, I just thought he had to be Silver. As in, like a yeah, silver. Bullet I, bullet. I
1: imagine that the silver is like kryptonite, so it isn't just the wound, but it's that it weakens the whole body. But the movie doesn't tell us yeah, that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, it's just got to go for its cheesy line, which that is the one bit of the film that I groaned at and didn't need. Was do you know what I, they think it's all over? It is now because if you're going to do a pithy line, it's got to be pithy, and that ain't one. If it's two sentences, it's too long. If Ryan has already ripped your head off by the time you get. Yeah, to you're dead. The I'm thing- sorry. They think it's. Oh man, I nearly had that. (laughs)
0: Um, what did you think of Ryan? Like the last werewolf being Ryan, I didn't think it was needed. Like, never mind the word. I agree with you, by the way, on the last sentence. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it kind of had to be. It didn't need to be, but it. uh, You kind of need. I don't know. I don't need that hand-to-hand combat at the end. Yeah. I'm quite happy for Sean Pertwee to blow up the house, um, deep breathing. Um, Cooper walks away and goes off into the sunset. Um, but I get why the movie thinks it needs to have a hand-to-hand Rambo um, Schwarzenegger versus Predator Three. final hand-to-hand bit of combat at the end. Like this film is very much, very much Predator. Yeah. As well. But with multiple Predators. And
0: I will say, with much better characters, much prefer the characters in this film.
1: This is a fantastic parallel between how the Americans do character... No, that's not fair. How a film like Predator does the big budget um, character development. Because not all American films do it wrong. But there is this trope of... Yeah, of doing the ensemble this way. And they argue a lot more than they actually banter and get along. Um, yeah, these guys are
0: mates. Like, you really get that feeling. Like
1: Yeah, absolutely. These guys are friends, and I believe that they f- they absolutely care when one of them dies, and they are absolutely crushed when it happens. In Predator, it's kind of like, Adrian! No! Why did you... It's so over-the-top, or just brushed aside so quickly. So I, I like that as a comparison, because it is army versus mythical creature. Mm. Um and I don't believe the banter in Predator. It's entertaining and it's fun to watch, but I don't believe it. it. In this, I believe that this is just a group of people. This
0: feels and this this feels improv. Like, I don't think it was, but it actually feels... Agreed. Yeah.
1: Now, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of it... Well, if There was some structure, but it was... This is where the conversation is going. Make it conversational and we'll edit down into some good stuff. Mm. Um, whereas Predator is script, script, script. And it, feels like it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I ain't got time. Ah, no, you can kind of, actually funny enough. I was gonna say "ain't got time." That's probably the one that feels like it probably was improv because it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what, Jesse Ventura, you do your thing. Um, yeah. But so some of the, some of the kills are properly shocking in this film, like where. Is it, yeah, really well done as well. This feels awful because he's the one flipping soldier. I can't remember the name of, but the one who runs into the tree, like.
1: <laughs> no i'm sorry like that's fucking bullshit. i love that because it's I so out it. of oh nowhere my good God, i remember I it from the first time i watched the that. film
0: to tuesday which was only two days ago so yeah i should remember it this time uh
1: no oh, i do you not like that one no why would i he runs into a fucking tree branch and dies. he's running fucking like,
0: full pelt
1: through the not- forest at night it wasn't at night. It was like night-ish. Oh wait, what? It was. St- it was at night because the werewolf. I thought. I uh, it may well be. I thought the werewolf had pushed him onto it, but no. He's just turned a bend and impaled himself on a tree branch, and he just looks down and it's sticking out of him. I was like, that's got nothing to do with your werewolf film. That's just bad fucking luck. That is like that happens shit. to Forrest Gump if he's going a bit too fast. Like. That, that has nothing. That's nothing to do with the film. Like, that's that's an unnecessary kill. But how do you feel I, about how it? How dumb are you? You're in the fucking army and you've just been taken out by a stationary object that's a 100 foot by 2 foot. How did this happen, man? 100 foot by 2 foot? Oh, fucking. I don't know. Well, it, I mean, it could be. Fucking was like, tall, could it's yeah, a tree. Yeah. It's a fucking tree. You've been killed by a tree.
0: I really want you to do an audio commentary on this film now, where that's, it's just you saying, you've been killed by a tree over and over, whenever <laughs> that character is on screen.
1: And I don't get over it. I just keep it going throughout the whole film. Yeah, you're dead, but at least you didn't get killed by a fucking sycamore. Yeah, like, like,
0: <laughs> they think it's all over. It is through? now.
1: Killed by a tree! No, do you know, just, you know how what? How do you get through army training? How do you get through basic training without falling over and this happening? Oh. This could have happened in like Robin Hood could have died this way. This has nothing to do with
0: your werewolf movie. Hearing your consternation, i if I said that word right, I think I might agree with you. It's I so liked dumb. it for the shock, but it is dumb.
1: Yeah, and that's the reason it's dumb, because it is for shock value. So I, I get yeah. it. Cool. It's kind of like you write it down and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this poor guy he thinks cool. he's
0: going to be killed by a werewolf, but no, he's allergic to getting no. stabbed by a tree
1: exactly you know what in doomsday that move
0: what i'm just i'm just thinking now i might be totally off kilter here this film is so full of references to other horror movies and we already know that there's references to evil dead which has that infamous scene of impalement by a tree i wonder was this some sort of potential uh homage to that yeah fine could be still done yeah, I'm not saying that makes it better I'm just wondering for there to be a reason for it to be although
1: it may well be it's a stretch but I it's, I get it well I don't get it at all it's fucking bullshit but I, I see your logic Um, I mean that makes more sense than being killed by a tree but where that move makes more sense is in Doomsday because that is a bizarre bonkers anything goes movie so I can and they do have a run for a forest scene so I can imagine being pursued, getting confused, and then running into a branch. But in this serious army film, man bugged the tits off me. I'm glad you reminded me of it. This is how you remind
0: me of when I
1: was killed by a tree. This is <laughs> Honestly, like the same if I was writing the script for this, it would be you got killed by a tree a hundred scenes. Just <laughs> All right, I want you to go Ow! find out.
0: Have they done a video for Dogs? Alderson? If not, I you pitch you to them. You pitch it to them. I right.
1: guarantee fucking you they haven't, but I I will pitch it and I'll do all of the work. Good,
0: good, good, good. <laughs> Careful, you're being recorded saying that. Um, uh, Shit. Sure. I like. Okay, right. So we have discussed the tree. So the rest of the death scenes. No,
1: I'm not done. No, no, we're, we're, done. we're done. Save it for your no, save no, it for no,
0: your I'm sins done. video. All right. Um, don't, don't. The uh, I liked Terry. Uh, I think it's Terry, isn't it? His decapitation.
1: Terry's the the vomitor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He gets pulled through the window and. Correct. I just love yes. how Cooper is just like, "All right, guys, lock and load, saddle up." And I think it's Ryan. Just goes, "What are you doing? He's dead."
1: Yeah. He's he's. You're not going to rescue him, and um, you're really really not. He's about to be decapitated. Yeah.
0: Um, and um, then I like it because yeah. I was watching this with because uh, you were asleep, so um. Dominic, who I know is listening, hello, Uh, we'll talk to this as well. I just get this text going, because he was a few minutes ahead of me, and he goes, oh, I did not see that beheading coming. Because (laughs) Terry disappears for about five minutes, you just think, oh, right, well, you've written him off, he's just off-screen death. Oh, no, it's a very much on-screen death. death.
1: Okay, then. But he's still alive, that's the worst bit, because he has been gone for, like, at least half, like, maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, and he's just gargling on his own blood. Like, don't play with your food, put him out of his misery. It's that's a that's the death that I felt that no the tree death is the one I felt the most but this is the one I felt the most like poor Terry
0: oh really not um, uh, not Wells
1: which one was Wells uh,
0: uh, Percy
1: um no I didn't feel I suppose that cause so much knew that because I because it was so telegraphed I knew it was yeah. coming and it was great but I I didn't feel there was no way he was escaping so that was it he, he okay was, was no dumb. that's fair yeah. Uh, I I think my favourite line before death was, um, "I hope I give you fucking diarrhea, or I give you the runs."
0: I hope I give you the shits, you fucking wimp.
1: Exactly. I hope I give you the shits, you fucking wimp. Spoon is brilliant. Just attitude, like that attitude in the face of certain death, is something you tip your hat to. Uh,
0: I just, I tease. (laughs) if not my favourite let's say maybe uh, Sean Brody's my favourite but then he's my second favourite character straight away agreed Um, agreed now the one now you said and you're dead right about some things that are telegraphed hey Spoon here's my we're going to be pulling that watch out of some entrails later on aren't we and I'm look it's fine it's It's fine
1: fine. like this is going to be your identifying feature isn't
0: it and it's because he survives so long maybe that's the kind (laughs) of oh maybe he like he goes Bruce Lee (laughs) on one of these werewolves toward the end. He starts fighting like, with the uh, you know, frying pans and trying to do karate on them and everything. <laughs> it's just like, he didn't go down without a fight. I'll give him that.
1: I mean, this is where it does turn into the... And this is why Cooper's performance... Sorry, the, who's the guy that plays him? Uh, um, that is Kevin McKidd. This is why McKidd's performance is so wooden because he has no comedy. He has no... He'll have the hoorah lines, yeah. but he's not the the comedy. He's so wooden. Compare it to this guy who is just like like squaring up against him, and he's got all like the football the football shenanigans as well. Just punching the werewolf, getting the frying pan, and just standing over his body, screaming and whacking him to death with this saucepan. It's it's comical. It is. It like, it just stands out a bit,
0: doesn't it? Dar- Darren Morfoot plays him right, and I think he's brilliant. He was not the first choice for that role. Do you know who the first choice was?
1: Um, bro, um Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth was probably
0: learning how to walk while this was being filmed. Uh, phil- no, it was Simon yeah. Pegg.
1: Get the fuck out. um oh, that's perfect. But
0: Simon Pegg had already promised Edgar Wright that Shaun of the Dead would be his first horror film.
1: Oh, that's some bullshit. Uh,
0: So he had there's another film, uh, which I can't remember what it was, but where he didn't do it because he had made that. Like, oh, that's great. I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, so he passed on
1: that because... uh, He would have... I mean, I wouldn't swap that. I wouldn't swap Shaun of the Dead for almost anything, but Shaun Pegg would have been absolutely... sean pegg simon pegg <laughs> fucking hell sean penn yeah, yeah sean, sean penn oh was God. meant to be <laughs> sean penn. D- Sean, it's a There's film put the frying pan down that's an actor <laughs> sean Pe- i've done it again simon pegg would have been fantastic in that role uh, he would have nailed it
0: but yeah like that i, w- I wouldn't swap anyone out but i'm sure he would yeah you're right he would have been would have yeah. been great um do you know the first choice for cooper was um m- McConaughey. <laughs> Understandable. Um you know, and this this actor would have completely changed the character. Yeah. Jason Statham.
1: Oh fucking hell.
0: That, lo- this would have been like the first Statham movie. Because he had done Lockstock. So Neil Marshall had seen him in Lockstock and was like, Okay, I want him for this. And actually he was cast um and was gonna play Cooper. And just uh, because it's so low budget, they were basically like, we'll film it next week. We'll film it next week. And so this kind of dragged oh, on. Oh, that shit. And John Carpenter came along and offered Jason Statham a place in Ghosts of Mars. And so Neil Marshall said, uh, go work with Carpenter. Like it's John Carpenter. Go God, work with him. fucking
1: hell. Um, but Jason Statham then he immediately becomes your biggest, your, your title card name. Um, but also if Statham's in it, I think this movie is more well known today like I, oh, I, I think that because Statham has escalated now I think this gets more love because of that so I think that uh, that single choice has changed the trajectory of this movie
0: in the same way that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 the new generation is so well known because it was the first film of Matthew McConaughey and and René Zellweger ok
1: alright there are exceptions I apologise sorry of course Texas I Chainsaw anything- Massacre
0: 3 which introduced Viggo Mortensen uh, <laughs> right. I'm only kidding, just sorry. I've literally <laughs> just wrong. finished. I've literally just finished listening to Gunnar uh, Gunnar Hansen's memoir of making Texas Chainsaw. So it's like really fresh, fresh in my mind right now.
1: I mean, that was an. I was about to say that was an excellent bit of knowledge and completely undermines my point. But I still think it stands. Like McKid would have still. Yeah, we 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 forget this movie more because McKid is the lead.
0: I think, so, and yeah, God, God, love him, but yeah, and it, it's the way it's written it's a different actor would have done it obviously totally different but yeah he is the the squadie. he is the one that's you know yeah. kind
1: of I could totally see Statham in this and this it becomes a lot more Rambo and I wonder if he steals the spotlight more and we see less of the we see less of Sean Pertwee that to I... be honest because I think yeah. Sean Pertwee's more Statham than anyone else in this film and I now we might see them together and something i'd be like oh
0: okay this is great but i don't know for this film if we literally just yeah. swap out McKid for jason statham i wouldn't have liked that because i agreed Sean yeah. pertwee is the he's the movie he kind of is really isn't he he really is
1: and yeah. i think statham then overshines that possibly potentially but... yeah yeah kind of potentially um... should we talk about the um the sequel
0: I'm going to let you take point on this one because I don't know very much. I know there was supposed to be a sequel and a prequel, and that's all I know.
1: Yeah. So the sequel um, was written in 2004, pretty quickly. So this was always planned to be a trilogy of sorts, with a sequel and then a prequel explaining everything. So the sequel, which I love this idea so much, the there actually was another team out in the woods that they were the special ops team that they were meant to be training against. While all of those shenanigans are happening in the house, these guys get found and eaten as well. So as opposed to a bunch of country bumpkins that have been turned into werewolves and have a bloodlust, these are now trained special ops werewolves. So there's your escalation of these are more powerful. And another team led by um, Cooper is sent in to get rid of these werewolves. But these werewolves are werewolves with a plan um they actually they nearly start they scheduled all of the filming over 30 days um back in brussels but they just couldn't find the the money for it they couldn't get the money together so whereas with this film it was okay next week no next week okay no no seriously we're filming now that just never happened it was always next week next week next week and it never materialized
0: that's like act- that's actually a shame because like this is schlocky and low budget and is brilliant. There's nothing saying you couldn't pull off a good sequel to this. You know, I oh, realize 100, yeah. I, I I realize horror slasher sequels are varyingly
1: successful. Widely, I mean, there's a definite cube, hypercube, cube zero vibe to this, and I think that's a perfectly fine trilogy. I like it. But this is following that exact template.
0: Mm, yeah, oh, it is actually because isn't that because I, I remember all the way back on our first.
1: Was it our first Yeah, part, first was, was pre- about Cube. Yeah, our first. Couldn't ever remember if we together did was Event Horizon on Cube. first. Yep,
0: cool. Gotcha. No, no, no. Yeah, Cube then Event Horizon. um So it is, it's, isn't it? Cube 2 is a sequel and then Cube 3 is a prequel. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, oh. no, it is. At some um, point, I will watch those films.
1: Yeah, including Cube.
0: Nah, probably not.
1: Not important. (laughs) Honestly, I can talk about Cube, Hypercube, and Cube Zero for days. There is a universe there that we were robbed of. Um, That's all right. Well, you've got the
0: the passion and the energy. Go write me a series and a backdoor pilot, just in case. Um, Yeah,
1: but your backdoor pilots mean something else. Um, um, Well, I suppose. We're talking about anal sex, right? Um, yeah, I'll get right on that now in all of the free time that I have. Well, that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is life now. This is life. Um okay, overall out of ten dog soldiers, what do you think?
1: Oh, it's hard because you can't judge this movie against other movies. I judge um, you about your enjoyment level. So your enjoyment
0: level yeah. is out of ten.
1: You know what? 8 out of 10. I If we're just going for enjoyment, I really... 8.5. I ah. really, really enjoyed this film. Uh, I'm yeah. totally... The more I've talked yeah. about it, actually. It's one of those films that the more you talk about it, the more you realise how much you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It drops a point and a half for killing a character with a tree.
0: That's, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to give it an 8.5. I'm going to drop it for nice. uh, that last line. They think it's all over. Yes. Uh, I'm going yeah. to lose it for that. And... Um, the, that opening scene is a bit like you're you like we know what's gonna happen and not in a we know what's gonna happen but more in a oh we know what's gonna like come on lads.
1: Hundred and it's it's the way that you have to open a film with an action scene or else you're not gonna hold your audience attention. Yeah but like it's the trope. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a bit like and, and where you know they, they both stop, look at the camera and go, Isn't this letter opener nice? It's made of <laughs> sterling silver. I wonder if that's going to become important later on.
1: Ha, there's your Chekhov's letter letter opener. Uh, um, okay, so
0: next week we come to the close of our very very short series on Neil Marshall. Um, we come to The
1: Descent. Yeah, arguably saving the best till last.
0: I'm gonna, um, again, arguably, that would be my memory of this film. So we're going to see if it, because mm-hmm. I haven't seen this now in a few years. Um, oh, last
1: time I saw it was at the cinema. I think I watched it once. Um,
0: and, fe- like, if you're this deep in this this is hardly needed but fair warning this film scared the absolute bollocks off me in the cinema. So
1: Oh, it it scares the pants off of god and he knew he knew the ending going in. Um it's a scary ass film. It is. It is and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. No, that was great. Thank you for introducing me to a film that I would have never seen otherwise and is now on my going to watch that again list. Woo! So yeah. You're thanks, welcome. Sean, You're welcome. thanks everyone for listening! Thank you! Goodbye! Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com And check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter, at Galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean, at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.